Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 Podcast with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Okay, with the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. With the first pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Jared Goff, quarterback, California. Did you notice something about that? What's that? Goff got more of an applause than Stafford. Stafford got booed. Well, I think that was probably the first year that they did the draft kind of on the road. They took it on the road, became a, a big-time event was probably that year or so. It used to be at, uh, what was that, Madison Square Gardens or wherever they had it. Um, and so there wouldn't be much fanfare unless you were a Jets fan, a Giants fan, or yeah. – uh, Eagles fan, but yeah, definitely golf got a pretty resounding applause. Yo, for exactly. That one. Well, it's January. It's January. It's February third. <laughs> Groundhog's Day was yesterday, and we got six more weeks of spring, whatever or uh, winter. That I means. should say. It, it, who, that doesn't mean at this shit. point it doesn't matter. No. The twenty twenty has in twenty twenty one is beginning to be Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. Well, it's decided to finally be winter around these parts uh, now that it is February, as we got. Some cold weather on the way, but it has finally happened. You know, and here's the thing that really pisses me off, and I think I posted it on Twitter. I worked my fucking ass off Saturday, Saturday afternoon into the evening on different trade scenarios that the Lions could, you know, it was all based off speculation and rumor on where the Lions would end up trading Stafford. And nowhere in there whatsoever was the Rams. Well, it came out, what, last Thursday that the Rams were possibly interested, and and then it came out that Stafford kind of was pushing for it to happen because they have a house in the Los Angeles area. and I think it's Newport Beach, I think, is where they got a house at. (laughs) I've been there. It's a a nice area. Oh, sure it is. So I'm sure... um, Kelly had a lot to do with uh, that being pushed forward, but yep, it came out Saturday night. It was kind of it was odd, you know. They came out Friday and said it was going to be done before the Super Bowl, but then the next day at like nine o'clock at night on a Saturday they break it, and and here we are. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, not, you know, and the funny thing was is I just got done closing the uh, closing lid on the uh, on the laptop. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got this all done. And I went and I, I cracked open a uh, cold snap. Mm. Which, by which, the way, we're, By the um, way, it's our beer choice today. We're uh, doing that right now. Exactly. So I, I sat down and then it wasn't even, it wasn't even 20 minutes after you sent me a text. Yep. And, then, and then Kelly sent me a text saying, <laughs> did you see he was traded? And I'm like, I'm not believing none of this shit yep. at all until... You know, this is all text message between you and I back and yeah. forth. 
And as soon as that happened after that, I got a text message saying it was reported that he was being traded. But well, we were we were in Frankenmuth for the uh, very lackluster Winterfest. Yeah. Uh, and I got the notification from Bleacher Report saying it was done and I couldn't I couldn't text you fast enough. It was that was <laughs> it was insane. It's, it's probably the biggest trade Detroit's had and geez. You know, I mean, and I'll tell you right now, Saturday Verlander. night. You know, when you got back, you, you came over and I I was just like, I'm not I'm not happy about this trade. Because yeah. what I really wanted is I wanted an, an another additional first round pick this year. But with that being said, after I looked at it, because you know, I then you know on Sunday I got up and I started reading into it a little bit more, and I lo- looked at the contract that Goff had, and realistically, you know, the the Lions had an out after two years. Yeah, you know, they had two years sure. left. That was it. They still have that two mm-hmm. year out, mm-hmm. but they still and you know, but they still got him under contract for four years. And and the thing with that is, so it's not a first round this year, but. I think everyone around here can agree they're going to give the Lions some time. This year's kind of a wash. If they do well, great. If they don't, great. So they're going to have two first-round picks the next two years, which for a team that's rebuilding, you've got five Five first-round draft picks in the next three years. Yeah, Um, That's pretty good because you're getting a lot of of starting talent these days – Unless you're Jeffrey Okuda, but yeah. that that's the old regime. But so that that would definitely kickstart something in here. And in the the Lions, who knows? Maybe they're going to start biting knees in the next couple of years. Yeah, but since you just brought that up about Jeff Okuda, I, I'm going to give Jeff Okuda a pass, and I'm going to tell you why I'm giving him a pass. I think, in my personal opinion, the scheme. That yeah. was ran mm-hmm. with the previous regime, and that will always be known as yep. the previous regime. Yep, I, th- those two names are no longer allowed nope. to be discussed on our podcast. They're always going to be known <laughs> as the previous yep. regime. Mm-hmm. I'm good I, with that, and I honestly think that they it would, they were pretty much those guys who thought they were the smartest guys in the room. You know, and everybody has quoted as saying that sure. Patricia felt that he was the smartest guy in the room. Hey, but you, however, you just said his name, by the way. Yeah, I know. You blew it. Know. You blew it. I did. The old regime thought they were the smartest there you go. people. There's a, There's a 30 second rule. But you know, you, you sit there, you sit back, and you look at that, and they were dictating. This is the system. This is the scheme. This mm-hmm. is what we're running. Right. And this is the personnel we have. No, yeah. what you do, you're going to fit to our and, system. And you know what? And that was one of the things that Dan Campbell had brought in. Say, hey, look, we're going to bring these guys in. We're going to find out how and where we can put these guys mm-hmm. at in you know the the rocket the rocket man with his <laughs> with his with his defensive schemes and everything like that they're like we're running a four right. three yeah we're running a four mm-hmm. three I don't give a shit what you yeah. say we're running a four three we're not going to have a guy playing center field we're going to play smash mouth football. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. So Jeff Okuda, in my opinion, well, we'll gets see. a pass this year, and he's going to have some better coaching for last this year. year. I should too. say sure. for yeah. last year, he gets a pass. Sure, he definitely gets a pass, and he had some injury issues. But that's one thing uh, MCDC said in his presser that it just seemed like the schemes were wrong, uh, the personnel wasn't right for yeah. they the were defense under, they were playing. They were so. underutilizing players. So I mean, I'm not going to drink the Kool Aid, eat the cornbread, whatever bit you want to go with, but I like. 
what I'm seeing. I like what I'm hearing. And who knows? You know, this the the NFC North's kind of up for grabs outside of you know Green Bay, but it's going to be very interesting to see these these players coached up the right way and, and see where they, they can come out with. Now, with that being said, is, is we're going to talk about the draft picks. So, in reality, and in theory, the Lions do not need to go out and draft nope. a quarterback in, in the first round. They can. They can, they can fill, if they want to. They, but Yeah, but... It, they have a lot... Now, having golf there is a yeah. stopgap. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing is... He's only 26. 26. He's 26. Four years in the league, two years removed from the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and if you look at it, you know, he's not a slouch. No. I mean, he went 42 and 20-ish, and his, you know, his, that's what his record is. And let's face it, and somebody was talking about this last night, and I agree, the comparison of receivers from L.A. to what, you know, Stafford has – I don't – there wasn't much of a difference, no. really, when you look at it. He had Cooper Cup. We had Amendola. They had Woods, and we had Galladay or Marvin Jones. So, I mean, for the most part, they were pretty evenly matched. They had a run game, though. They did. And but they, even even that, they got hurt. And, so. they, had, and they had a defense. Well, it, I mean, when you've got Aaron Donald on that other end, the, he can – Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they – and here's the thing is, you know, I wish nothing but – Best wishes on Stafford. Well, I mean, sure. as a as a person and as a human being and everything like that, I wish him nothing but success. However, for the next two years, I want them to be mediocre because I want those high draft picks. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> they have pretty much mortgaged the future well, on yeah. this, and it, it it happened before the the Stafford pick uh, trade. Well, they mortgaged they, the future to get Goff. They gave up. Uh, two or three first round picks to get Jalen Ramsey, so they're—I mean—they're weighing a lot on right now, and I'm not too sure if if the Rams are going to be any better than what Detroit would be. And I'm going to be honest with you—I would not be surprised in two years if they don't have success. Somebody's going to be looking for a new job. Well, that general manager—I uh, can't think of his name. He uh, he he put all his eggs in one basket. Oh yeah, he went all in, chip center pot. Let's go, and we're we're gonna see because they're um they better hope because I to give up three picks and uh you know a top fifteen quarterback for one player who's going into his thirteenth season. Yeah. They they have a lot of faith in 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 Matt Stafford, so we'll see. But I, that trade has set up Detroit well. Yes, it has for the foreseeable future when it comes to the draft. Now yeah. we're now we're just talking about the draft. Uh-huh. We need to see what they bring in to complement. Sure. Sure. What, they need to complement what they have right now because there, there's some contracts that they, they can probably unload. But then there's also some contracts that are going to be stuck with just because from a financial – you know, you have to think about the NFL is a business. At the end of the day, somebody's got to make money. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not in, they don't no. own a team to lose money. So they're just not going to go and unload mm-hmm. some of these contracts. No. Well, because they can't. Yeah. But getting rid of staff – Well, you know, but they could unload some contracts, but it's got to be – it's. It ha- is like okay. Well, if I keep the guy, he's serviceable. Mm-hmm. He's a back. My personal opinion: I would go 
probably in the second round, if you can still find a guy who's serviceable in a second round, I would go and draft a quarterback. Possibly, I'm just saying mm-hmm. possibly, unload Chase Daniels because we, we know he's just not he's just not going to do it. He got a deal because he beat us on Thanksgiving that I was there to witness. <laughs> the Lions like to uh, oh, they- pay quarterbacks after they they get beat by them. Yeah, you know, that was in that well, I mean, not to shift gears and they have a baseball. I just saw today Nelson Cruz is going back to the Twins. Yeah. I would take Nelson Cruz and just say I'd I'd sign him to Detroit. He'd be like, "Dude, just sit on the bench." Mm-hmm. Because every time we play you, you kill us. Yeah. <laughs> pay that, him to sit well, up. Well, that was yeah. the same thing with Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey yeah. was oh, the same way. Great. Every t- every time you played against him. Second greatest swing in the history that, of baseball. That guy was like always three for four, and he mm-hmm. hit Two a home couple runs. home runs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but let's get back on topic here with golf and everything like that. You know, at first I was very optimistic, and I was not for the trade. Mm-hmm. However, after we yeah, talked. Yeah, your, your response we, to me was, I don't like it. Oh, I was on Twitter, and somebody says, "What is your? What is the first word?" I think it was Dan Leach that said, "What is the first word that comes to mind on the on the trade?" Bold letters, all capitals. Fuck. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. But then, since I had you know real you know rationalization behind it to see exactly what we got in return and dissecting it, we absolutely jail sex yeah. the Rams. There's no question about we, it. We fleeced them. Right? And, and we did. We fleeced them. And. You're going to see. I, my my guess is you're going to see by you know mid season with McVeigh. McVeigh's kind. You know he's kind of a hot dog. He's you know he's kind of an egotistical maniac. And how is Stafford going to going to equate into that offense? You know who he reminds me of a young, a very young John Gruden. Well, he was kind of like well, he was. He, he was a he was on the sidelines he when a, he was a kid. He was a hothead. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. They do look alike, and they sound alike, and they come from the same coaching lineage. So, you know, that that's a good comparison. That is definitely a good comparison. Yeah. But and, as far as the Lions go, like somebody, in my estimation, that you could get in the second round who, you know, if you have a golf there, that he can just sit there and, and, and watch and learn is, is Mac Jones. And he's... That's what he's done his college career. He sat behind Tua, and he waited his turn. And when he got his turn, he proved that he was fully capable of running that team, and they, he had a hell of a season and, and won the national championship, and he was runner-up to the Heisman. So he's somebody I, I would look at that probably will be available in the second round. Oh, yeah, and I've, I've seen a bunch of difference. You know, and here's what's funny. The Internet these days, you know, I'm – I've been around since like day one of the internet. I wasn't, you know, I was in the Stone Age before. You've got mail. When, yeah, I, w- I was in the Stone Age before when you used to have to read everything in, everything in the newspaper and you'd catch mm-hmm. Sports Center, but now everything's just at the at your fingertips. Yep. And I was seeing some, uh, my personal opinion, they were some pretty far fetched draft things. Like they would trade out of the seventh spot with Denver, so Denver yeah. moves up. But when you traded that pick, you got. Two more, you got their ninth pick, and then, you, I mean, you just you got a bunch of draft capital. Sure. But and one of the things that it said in that with that draft capital is in the second round, they were looking at taking, um, oh, man, his name. His name just just left my head, running back for Clemson. Oh. Uh, gosh. Whatever. I want to say P. Ryan, but. No, but uh, Travis. 
Oh, Jesus. Look it up. But anyway, the, uh, Ian Etty or something like that? Et- Etienne. Yeah, Etienne. Yeah, yeah. Etienne. So, so as, as we're looking up at the Clemson yeah, flag. And I, well, speaking. that's and that's the thing. I was praying to the Clemson gods if I remember <laughs> the, that name. The Clemson gods. But, you know, but, you know, they said that, you know, with all these other additional picks, which I honestly think they're going to stick with the seventh pick overall. They're going to do a major overhaul on the defense where, mm-hmm. where they need it. But I also think in the second round and third round, they're going to go after uh, a wide out because I honestly feel that Galladay's pretty much done. Well, today I read that the Rams are possibly a, a destination for him. That that Stafford might be pushing for it. They need a. They need a. Right now, the only wide receiver on Detroit's roster is Cephas. That's fine. Who was hit or miss last year? He was dropsies, but has a lot of potential. Uh, well, they have they have a lot of work to do at the receiver position. Yeah, we got Hawk though. Yeah, he's he's kind of a and Hawk we trust. Yeah, he's a Kelsey two point or a you know I don't know about Gronk, but because Gronk's a, a a different kind of animal. He just goes and runs post routes, and they yeah. just throw the ball up to him. But they definitely need an upgrade. At the receiver position, uh, Allen Robinson needs to come home. Oh, that's – and his Twitter feed uh, the last couple months made you think that he kind of wants to come home. Oh. A lot of, lot of videos about lot. Detroit. I have. So, I've seen a yeah, lot of his he – would, He would be a nice fit. He would definitely be a nice fit. I wouldn't mind seeing them re-signing Amendola. Having, yeah. having a golf there and having uh, like a Cooper Cup type of – Guy that's not afraid to go over the middle and could line up in the in the post and 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 just go get the ball. He's definitely somebody that that I wouldn't mind seeing bring brought back. Oh yeah, and you know, I think that's going to happen. But right now, uh, you know, as fans, we just need to speculate that they're going to do the right thing. They're going to bring the right in personnel. Yeah, they know golf, so golf is no unknown to. Brad mm-hmm. Holmes, not no, not an unknown at all. No, he's the same so, organization. So he's going to know who he needs to surround that gentleman with. And his his skill set is player evaluation, exactly. is scouting. So he's going to bring in a, in a player that will fit what golf can do, what yeah. he can you know bring to the table. So with this all this whole trade went down between Stafford and Goff. The Lions made out like bandits. I think the Rams absolutely got fleeced out of picks. But an article came out the other day. <laughs> Rob Parker wrote an article that pretty much said if it was a different ethnic origin of a quarterback, he would not have lasted 12 years with the Detroit Lions. And pretty much what he's saying is if it was a black quarterback, he would never have lasted 12 years with the Lions organization, and he used a comparison between how they handled Matthew Stafford for the last 12 years with the Lions and the last five years of Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. Now, I don't really disagree with his statement because I'm, you know, I'm with this X comparison that he's actually saying between the staff, you know, Stafford and Winston. Crab legs, but <laughs> crab legs. Stop it! But I mean, I don't disagree with the statement. I mean, I, is it fair to say that they gave Stafford a lot of opportunity? Yes, 
I think, I think honestly, Stafford kind of as much as I love the guy and I think he could, you know he could turn out to be a really uh, great asset to L.A. I'm not gonna say that I disagree with this statement because everybody has been calling for him to be gone years ago. Yeah, it's you're right about that. I mean, we we've all been you know down that path of God. They need to get rid of. Why would they give him such a deal? But if anybody knows Rob Parker, oh he oh yeah, it, and, it, and and that's exactly why. That is the exact reason why I take his articles with an absolute grain of salt. But however, he in this article. I gave the benefit of the doubt. I clicked on it, yeah. so he got paid on it. You know, I clicked on the Deadspin article. If he got paid on if it. If he's not writing controversial stories, he's not writing. And and this is going back to the days of DFN here. Yeah. I mean, they they ran him out there, and then he he came over to the the FM dial, and and he just he's very controversial. So to have a story like that come out from him it's it's not a surprise it's no. it's not a surprise but let's let's face reality here Jameis Winston was ran out of Tampa Bay because he couldn't stop throwing the ball to the other team yeah he I, I, he had just about as almost as many touchdowns to the other team than he had in his own I'm sorry in a contract year that's not going to cut it and 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 with a team that has the defense that they have and they had last year Thirty picks, they got to move on. Now, now let me let me let me say this. Okay, so here here's the numbers between the two in the first five years. The one year he subtracted out Stafford because he was hurt the majority of the year. So it's like years one through six from Stafford, they took one away where he was mostly injured. Okay, Stafford threw for over twenty one thousand yards in in there. Winston was nineteen thousand yards, not not a little over nineteen, not bad. Mm-hmm. Stafford was closer to twenty two thousand yards, nineteen hundred twenty two. Stafford also had Kelvin there too, so with that 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 helps. Stafford had one hundred and twenty five touchdowns. Winston had one twenty one. Here now, here's here's the difference. Stafford had eighty four picks. Winston had eighty eight picks. However, thirty <laughs> came in his last season in Tampa Bay, so. If he did not toss 30 picks. That, that was it. If he didn't toss 30 picks that season, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind he'd still be the quarterback in Tampa Bay. Well, let's face it. Because, the, because, the, because they'd be like, you know what, even if, if, if he threw 12, 12 is one overcome. 30, Kind of right. hard to justify that. But the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. Yes. And when you go out and throw 30 picks, they're going to move on. They're going to cut you. It doesn't matter if you still have years on your deal. They're going to cut you because they can't trust you. I mean, this is a business. And and those those 30 picks, there was well over half of them were returned for touchdowns. Yeah. And, and the, the thing about it was Tampa Bay was – they were in the playoff hunt up until the last couple of weeks of the season. So, how many games did that cost Tampa Bay with this, oh, yeah. with, with this interception? So, but yeah, going up until that last season, they were neck and neck. But. Oh yeah, I mean, it, but the thing is, is like he threw for like what forty, almost like forty five hundred yards in that last. Mm-hmm. He had thirty three touchdowns, thirty picks. He was just chucking the ball left and right, you know. And that was the thing is. You know, and then here's the thing is, you know, he he also comes in with his article and he says, well, Jameis Winston threw one pass, one pass 
in the playoffs. It was like fifty-seven yards, touchdown, one pass, one touchdown. Oh, on a, on that uh, on that fluke, you know, what was it? The like the flea flicker type of thing. Yeah. It was it was just yeah. a you know a gimmick play. Hey, but it worked. It worked. But you you know I don't think who were they playing? Oh Jesus! It was the first. Um, Oh, it was Tampa. Oh, no, yeah, it they was were Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. So I, I don't think Tampa was sitting there thinking that Jameis Winston's going to come in. Oh, he's coming into the game. Yeah, he's a decoy. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. That was a nice pass. Yeah, exactly. But I, mean, I don't it, think, I, I don't think they a, were prepared for He dropped it. it on a dime. Sure he It'll did. Be real. But hold on. You think that he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder oh, there? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and after that touchdown, the Saints were in control of that game. Speaking of chips on the shoulder, you know, this year coming up, my man, Jared Goff, he's going to be uh, oh boy. he's going to be going into L.A. with a chip on his shoulder this upcoming season. Well, did you hear there was apparently a group text message going around? No, within the Rams team players. No shit. Ooh, on everybody, this is inside notes here. Apparently, um, Jared Goff wanted to um, do a little dirty, dirty with Coach McVay's girlfriend. And there's speculation that that is one of the reasons why they ran his ass out of town. So who was the snitch? Good question. Because McVeigh wasn't on the thread. It was within a group of players. So somebody snitched. I'm going, somebody, somebody rolled. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the white receiver, Cooper Cup. Think so? That would be my guess. I mean... Pure, pure speculation, of course. I, but, mean, ha- I mean, have you seen his girl? Well... Have you seen Jared Goff's girl? Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? You know what the Lions should do, just to, as a good gesture. Be like, hey, Jared, you know what? We're going to move you here to Detroit. We're going to buy Stafford's house for you, and you can live there. <laughs> well, hell, the house he's leaving in in you know Orange County is it's got its own like golf course. It's got a, you know he chips the ball off his deck, and it goes way down. It's pretty sweet. Him and him and Brady actually. Did a little golfing on it one time. It was pretty nice. cool. But, yeah, so there's uh, there's some speculation that, that that was one of the reasons because uh, golf came out and basically said, uh, feels good to go to a team that that wants me. So I'm guessing it didn't end real well out in uh, L.A. for Mr. Golf. But you know what, though? I'm going to say this. Welcome to Detroit. Yeah, I welcome. I, I'm I'm excited because I think I think a guy that pretty much I mean even in the playoff run he was he was the second string guy and he only came in because the guy got his got his cock clean that exactly yeah. uh, so they he comes in in Seattle and he and they win the game you yeah. know and and they go to Green Bay and they didn't lose because he played bad they they you know they just weren't as good as Green Bay but. So you you look at that, but and, it, and you you like the fact that he's got something to prove still, and he's twenty six. And here's the thing: so he just came out and he 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 put an article or took a posting out, and this is a quotation right from him. Thank you to the entire city of Los Angeles for welcoming a twenty one year old kid with open arms and making this town feel like home. The city has shaped me, the man I've become, and I will forever be grateful. For the Kronike family, my coaches, the support staff, and most importantly, my teammates for competing and fighting with me every Sunday. 
I've made memories with every one of you in that locker room, and I will cherish for the rest of my life. To the fans, thank you for your relentless support through all the ups and downs. It has meant the world to me from the bottom of my heart. It's been an honor to represent the city of L.A. This is what I love right here. Yep. With that said, I couldn't be more excited for this next chapter, and I'm ready to attack this new opportunity that lies ahead. Detroit, here I come. Yeah, it's, uh, if, now, as a Lion fan, just reading that, get the chills. And I think every Lion fan out there would read that and feel the same way. I mean, it just sounds like the guy's fired up, he's ready to go. And who wouldn't be? It's a new or, new regime, new organization, basically, with a coach that just wants to darn right pulverize whoever gets in their way. He wants to fight kneecaps. There's, hey, your uh, kneecaps have been put on alert. Yeah, he, uh, he's coming for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's happy he's, about he's, it. He's coming for him. He's yeah. biting. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he's dangerous. He's Iceman. Good. They're going to be knocking guys down, and they're going to be getting up, <laughs> and they're going to be... <laughs> Gonna be crying. <laughs> well, that's that's gonna be what the players feel like after their kneecaps just done got bit off. It's so MCDC. I think he he wants to be Val Kilmer from Top Gun, Iceman. Oh, I'm dangerous. Oh, that's a, that could be a good drop. Yeah, but don't lie, know. you know you want to do this, to Jared Goff. Got his cock clean <clears throat> tomorrow. We move on. <laughs> so anyway, so let's get back. So uh, we're not going to really – we're going to talk a little bit about this, but I don't want to – I really don't want to give out all of our stuff for this Sunday because we're going to be doing a uh, like kind of like a Super Bowl or free-for-all. I don't think we really can say Super Bowl. Big game because yeah, I don't want to oh, get yeah, sued. So we, big yeah, game. We don't, we don't have the, uh, the rights to and say so, – So we got a big game bowl. coming up this weekend. Big game. Yeah, there's there's apparently uh, two division winners that are yeah uh, ones actually playing ones from in the f- home team. I yeah, think it yeah, is? yeah, yeah. Once, yeah. One, yeah, yeah. Once from the uh, the state of it's a peninsula. Yeah, it's it's um, pirates versus the Indians. Yes, pirates oh, okay. versus That's Indians. Right. Yes. I thought, wait a minute, isn't this baseball? It, well, it's the World Series. It wait could a minute, be. the pirates versus the Indians. Are in the we World in a time Series? warp? I don't. What's going on here? But you know, so you know, it, with you and I talking pretty much all, you know. For the last week, uh, we're kind of just we're gonna do like a drop in show. Actually, you know, we're having some people over at the uh, at the uh, Speakeasy mm-hmm. this weekend. So yep. you know, we're gonna have some uh, some beverages flowing. We're gonna have all four all four microphones up, and uh, we're gonna do some recording. We're gonna get a, a couple uh, distinguished gentlemen on here. One of them you've heard before at our Michigan broadcast. He'll be here and. And potentially two or three other guests joining uh, to give their thoughts and opinions of the game while we, um, as Rich would like to say, drink copious amounts of uh, alcohol. Yeah. And um, eat some food and watch some pregame, and it's going to be fun. We're gonna we're gonna have a good old time. Oh. So we're calling all all listeners that want to be a part of it. Just uh, hit us up. Yeah, shoot us a message. Yep. We'll get you here. You're more than welcome to come and enjoy the day with us. Look so, forward to it. So without really going into the game stuff, because I don't want to. So the game, I, I, my plan is, because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I pretty much produce the show. So I'm the guy who downloads. I'm the guy who goes through, make sure we don't do anything dumb. And the <laughs> one that uploads it and everything like that. But I plan on having it uploaded 
prior to the Super Bowl. So people, if they want to listen to it, they can. But let's talk about the old big game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a classic. It I, is. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's a, let's just say it's a fairy tale ending for the NFL. Oh, for sure. To have yeah. uh, Brady in the mix and to be playing basically a home game, which... Is the first time ever. Yes. That a home team has actually played. You know, and here's my thing. I was really hoping in 2006 that the Lions were going to play in the Super Bowl yeah. at Ford Field. <laughs> Keep eating that cornbread. I'm, I'm gonna be, I, you know what? It put, a little, put a little drizzle of honey sure. on top of it. It's good. I just like my butter. But anyways, I heard yesterday that the NFL has decided to take the cannons away. So there will be no cannon blasts. When either teams score, because they don't want to give Tampa that unfair home field advantage. Which I say to that, what the fuck? Bullshit. Why can't you do it with both teams? Exactly. It's part of the stadium. It's part of the experience. You know they got an overabundance of gunpowder. They can just do it all. Well, they are in Florida, you know, where everyone's got guns down there. And But, yeah, I mean, it's to me, that's silly, but whatever. I digress. So... Let's talk about this big game here and some of the childhood memories that we had for these games. For me, it was, from what I can remember, is watching it on the couch with my old man when I was younger. You know, the game always started late as hell. So I can only watch the first half because you well, got school on Monday. I think it's always started at 6. Yeah, so you got you got school on Monday, so I could watch the first um, I want to probably say, probably my best memory is uh, Janet Jackson's titty popping out. Oh, the uh, wardrobe malfunction with Justin with JT. Oh, JT, JT with the catch. Uh, JT uh, rip, ripping that ripping that top off. <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> that's your earliest memory. Ah, that's the one my, that really sticks out. So the earliest memory I have, and we're gonna go. Way back. How far back? Way back. To the probably greatest defensive performance in Super Bowl history that I can recall. If you say Malcolm Butler, I'm going to sock you. Uh, I did say we're going way back. Okay. Uh, The 1985 Chicago Bears. That's an ode to uh, our buddy Bill, uh, Chicago native. Uh the 85 Super Bowl Shuffle Bears, I can recall, playing the New England Patriots, yep. absolutely molly-whopping the shit out of Steve Grogan, the quarterback. Uh, but one of the things I remember is... The refrigerator pair. Oh, scoring a touchdown. Oh, Walter Payton. Jim McMahon, that team. Richard Dent. Oh, that team was uh yeah they were they were a powerhouse how they only won one super bowl is, is beyond me but i would as a family we would always watch a super bowl in the living room it was about the only time outside of thanksgiving that we got to eat dinner not in the kitchen so that was always an exciting moment for me growing up but that that's probably the earliest memory for me or Doug Williams when he when he won the super bowl with the Washington 
then Redskins. Uh, we can't say that anymore because they're the football team. But it was just it was always like a, an, an extravaganza. It was a huge event, and and it was fun to take part of. Uh, here we go. That's right. Fun fact. This song was recorded before the season started. I think they knew they had something special. Ditka. 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 Dubbers. Ditka. Was it Willie Galt was on a receiver on that team, wasn't he? Oh, Jesus. I... I think you're right. Yeah, there was there was also uh, a guy that killed his pregnant wife. He was a defensive back that was on that team. Wow, I I'm a bit of a uh, fan of the true crime as <laughs> as, as most people are. Not uh, me. So the Dateline is always on in the uh, Sloan household, but um, Un- yeah, unsolved I, mysteries. Oh. Tell you what, that music still gets me. As a kid, that music I was used scared to, go off. to fucking death. No, but when here, I heard that music. You know what scared on. me the most is when I'll, they had the update. Oh, you're like, no. is this motherfucker around the corner for me? <laughs> I just remember being upstairs in my room, and you would hear Robert Stack. Oh God! Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> and the music <laughs> kicking, I would be like, turn it down. I'm scared. Oh. I was I was a bit of a uh, scared little boy, but yeah, the, that show was definitely one of my uh, nemesis growing up. But yeah, so that I can't think of the player that that was, but yeah, so that team was pretty, 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 pretty good. Oh, oh, yep. Oh, I'm looking around the corner right now. Oh. Right here. Oh. I'm shitting my pants as we speak. <laughs> the speakeasy now smells like feces. <laughs> there was doo-doo and feces all over the walls. But yeah, no, yeah, so that show used to, that, you know what other show used to creep me out? America's Most Wanted. No, I can see, no, because uh, John, what the, John Walsh, John Walsh is a douchebag. I, he didn't scare me. It was did, it was cheap hold on, production. Hold on, can I ask you a question? How do we go from football to mystery shows? I, that's a good question. But hey, I'm I all like for, segue. I, but, hey, but I'm all for it. It's a good. I'm segue. all for it. It's a good segue. You no, know, you know, but you know, here's the thing: is with John Walsh, is John Walsh helped a lot of people. Sure, he did. He also, um, um, how we say it, uh, fucked over his wife a lot because he couldn't keep his. Schwantz in his pants, and uh, he, he turned out to be quite the piece of shit. Ooh. But, but yeah, he, you know, unfortunately, he started because his son was kidnapped, and, you know, which is a very, history, which, I mean, which is yeah, a very which is sad unfortunate. Story. But yeah, he definitely, he did bring a lot of fugitives to justice, and, and I think he still has a show floating around on CNN or whatever. But yeah, you know, Unsolved Mysteries scared the shit out of me every Wednesday at 9 p.m. on WDIV Channel 4. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. But you know what, though? <laughs> you know what show I used to watch and just laugh my ass off? To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen. Oh. He was great until he started. Oh, my God. He was great until he started to, uh, you know, try to pass fake checks and, you know, 
I don't give a guy. shit. I don't yeah. give a shit about his phony chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just like I just like those guys. They come in. So, they're like, uh, you're here to. Um, the guy's got like a pocket full of robbers, and he's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's so here. Go ahead, have a seat. And, he, he, and then he goes, oh, if you try to run, there's cops out there going to pick you <laughs> up. He's five foot seven, weighs about two fifty. His name is uh, Billy. And uh, he wants to meet a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, that's a problem. But, yeah, that, his shows were, were definitely fun to watch. Always the reaction of them looking around like, oh, shit, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? Oh, no, what the fuck did I do? Oh, I'm screwed. So <laughs> the reactions were always priceless, to say the least, for sure. The best is watching them, like, <laughs> when they, like, walk outside, they think they're going to, like, Outrun! It's like as soon as they get outside, they act like they're going to take off to the car. And next, you know, hands up. They got SWAT just they, waiting just, for him. Just hands up. They drop down to the ground, and that's it. <laughs> so he's not only going to jail; he's got blue balls like a motherfucker because <laughs> he thought he was going to meet his uh, his next victim. Oof, bad news. So uh, let's. How do you say it? Uh, let's get back on. Yeah, let's get back let's on. Let's get track. back on yeah. the tracks. Because we got off the rails there for a minute. Oh, but that, it, it was it was good good radio for sure. I mean that is that is very true. So yeah, this game coming up. I, I, I what's the what's the over under on it? You know, isn't it like fifty five ish. I you know I didn't look at that, but I know that I think it's a it's like a three point. Yeah, spread. Kansas City's favored by three. Um, which you might as well just say it's a. It's a you know a pick 'em because what's three points? It's not going to be three points. I, I I'd be I'd be surprised if that was the case, knowing yeah. that you know the way these two teams can score kind of at will and yeah I I just I it's going to be very interesting to see how this game plays out. Um, they're calling for rain. Uh, well, well, it's Florida. It's going to rain at three o'clock. Yeah, but I if you've ever visited the or. Orlando area. It it rains for ten minutes and it and stops. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the a question I heard going into work this morning was, who has more pressure on them? Would it be Kansas City or would it be Tampa Bay? And and it's a, to me, I I thought that was a pretty good question because initially you say well, it's got to be Tampa Bay because shit they're playing at home. Yeah, so it's it's a home game essentially, um, that you you would think they would have the advantage, but the flip side is no you you got you got Patrick Mahomes who's you know let's face it we've already coined this game big goat versus little goat oh yeah so you're looking at a guy who he's in his third year as a pro and it's his second Super Bowl he's trying to do something that hasn't been done since Brady. Go back to back. So to me, the pressure is on Kansas City to repeat. And not only that, if they win, they're going to have that, I don't know if you would say cloud over their head, but they're always going to be thought to be the team to beat. And I think as a, as a team, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of weight to carry. But if there's a quarterback in the NFL that has proven – he can handle it. It's Mahomes. Yeah, it's, he's well, he is definitely. Uh, I mean, you've seen him. He, I mean, he's he's a guy who 
I'm not gonna. He hasn't much adversity when it comes to, but the guy has absolutely got his cock clean a couple of times <laughs> well, this season. The you know the opposing team, but he he's he's always seemed like he's been able to get to that next level. It doesn't matter what he does. I mean, you can throw mechanics out, you can throw everything else out. He just finds a way to develop a play make it happen, and make it work. Two things he's got in his favor. Number one, his father played professionally a baseball player. So growing up, he knew that lifestyle. He yeah. knew the atmosphere. Yep. Number two, his first year, he studied under one, probably the, the most consummate professional in the NFL, not named Tom Brady, Alex Smith, yes. who just knows how to play the game, and he plays it right, and he doesn't cut corners. And he's he's just he's a competitor. So to sit back and be able to watch him perform, him lead the team, I think his leadership skills really took off by seeing Alex Smith play, lead the team, be the locker room uh, captain. And so I think as a young player, you have to be willing to accept that and not let the game get too big and keep everything, you know, at, at an even keel and just lead. And, and having Alex Smith and being a kid of a professional athlete, I think, has molded him into the player he is today because he doesn't he does not let any situation. He's get almost to like him. he's got ice in his veins. Yeah. He's you, very you never see him get down. No. And when he's excited he doesn't like go overboard. He's 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 just a hell of a player, and he's fun to watch. You know, and the, the, I was a coach in sports, and one of the things that I really had a I'm not going to say a difficult time with, but it was always a a struggle to keep kids motivated and positive about what it was that they were doing and making sure that they knew that they could succeed and they did have the ability to do their best. And I think that is one of the things that Mahomes has is Mahomes has a way of just, he just has a way of where it's not bothering him. He's always going to stay upbeat. He's mm-hmm. always going to stay positive. He's never going to get down on himself. Nope. Um, or he, or if he does get down on himself, he doesn't let his teammates show it. Exactly, and and that's that is definitely a a sign of somebody that is, has control of the team, as, as leadership qualities. And when when he might not be having his best game, he puts it on the other players. I mean. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, he got a toe issue. You know, he got his bell rung there against Cleveland. Got um, his cock clean. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, not sure if it was a concussion, by the way, but anyways. So what did he do? You know, he didn't escape the pocket. He didn't take off running all the time. He just he relied on his playmaker. He adapted. Sure, he did. You know he would he would move that around is, in the pocket, but he, yeah, but he, he knew he, he adapted to his surroundings, and he, that's what that's what takes. That's what takes a quarterback from being a guy who is middle of the road to a guy who's elite. 
Yeah. I mean, it's two in, different spectrums. Yep. Yep. And, and, and let's face it, it's his second Super Bowl in his third, third year. He's elite. And, and I don't see him getting bumped off his pedestal no, anytime soon. No, because he just, he's learned how to play the game. And whatever the situation is, whether he's going to run or he's going to, you know, sit back and throw, pick you apart, he can do both. So, yeah. and his in game, Changes decision making. He's he's by far, by far, uh, you know, top of the class. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to give you my prediction on who's going to win the game until Sunday. So I'm going to hold on to that one. It's going to come down to who plays. Two things. Who's who's going to get pressure on the quarterback? And in my my X factor. My this is Wednesday before the Super Bowl. X factor is who's going to be better at special teams. The game's going to come down to special teams. Oh, yeah. And and both of them are good. Kansas yeah, but, you know, is really good. They just – my only hope for this game is is that I want to shoot out. I, I mean, I really do. And in, in a nutshell, I want to shoot out. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I don't – but here's the thing is, is I think it is going to be a very methodical game because – it's not going to be Bruce Aarons versus no versus Andy Reid. It's no. going to be Tom Brady yep. versus, Pat versus Mahomes. No, it's going to be Tom Brady versus the play calling of Andy Reid. I don't. You can Eric say Eric. Bien-Ami. Nope. You can say Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> not whatever like that. <laughs> they both hold the same card, and I don't think that there's a cord that attaches to <laughs> Eric's thing. And I think Andy Reid is making all the calls. We're just going to call him the coach in waiting, Eric. A.K.A. the coach in waiting the enemy. That's true, and that could be the same thing for Josh McDaniels. That's why he didn't go to uh, Indianapolis that well, one year. Indianapolis should be glad he didn't go there. So bum. let's so let's shift gears here a little bit. Is one of the other big things over the last week was the stock market. <laughs> well, apparently GameStop in Nokia phones. Yeah. You know, GameStop got up to $500 a share. It's at 92 right now. I checked it before we started recording. Well, they started uh they started unloading it. But there's people that are still on there and this is their feeling. I'm not fucking leaving. They ain't going nowhere. They're not leaving. They're not going anywhere. The show goes on. <laughs> They're wanting them to hold, Don't hold, sell hold. It. Yeah, hold the line. Hold the line. But here, but no. But here's the thing with this is you know I'm not a huge player in the stock market. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. Am I familiar with how it works? Yes. Am I a guy who's a day trader? No. Mm-mm. Or a retail trader? No. But I will tell you this right now. Those hedge fund guys. We're shitting. Oh, sure they were. They're fu- they lost billions of dollars. Five to six billion. Billion. Not million. Billion dollars. But, but Chauncey. But, but. Billions. Billions in one day. Oh, yeah. And they were shitting their pants. Because, you know, and that's the thing is, I love it, actually, to be honest with you. I love it. And it really called out a lot of deficiencies or... Mm-hmm inadequacies between the hedge fund people and your day-to-day traders. It, it, it boiled down to this. In layman's terms, the little guy 
figured out how the big guy was fucking the little guy. Yeah. And so the little guy decided, I'm going to grease it up, and I'm going to fuck them. I, no, they, they pretty much they, they jammed it in dry. Oh, the, the, yeah. It, it repeat over and over again. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the, the thing that's re- really funny about it is it just wasn't one stock. No. Now the big one right now is AMC. I just got a I just got an alert on my phone cuz I follow uh you know we Wall Street we bet or whatever it is on on Reddit and it said AMC up buy 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 yep. buy buy and hold the fucking line. Yep. yep. Well, it was it was GameStop, Nokia and AMC and the the one caveat with those companies they're in the fucking tank. Oh, well, GameStop a, is a scam, and that's the thing. Who the fuck has a Nokia phone? I didn't even know they were still around, and ain't nobody going to the theaters because no fucking movies are out. So what? What's the point? Yeah, but I just thought it was funny to mention that, you know, and uh, you know, it would really set this into a, a blazing fire. Was that you had certain online trading companies that were restricting the amount you could buy because well at first they're investors well at first they said that they were trying to protect the market well in all reality from what i've kind of got the gist of it was is they didn't have the capital to pay mm-hmm. out when people no. decided to do a massive dump on well them. i mean they've been weighing on you know them always making money it's like a casino no matter how much you win they're still going to get you, oh. and and that's kind of what it boils down to. They never they never expected anything like this to happen, you know. And that's and that's what was uh, that was what was awesome in my personal opinion. It was it wasn't like you just had everyday run of the mill average Joes like yourself and myself. We had guys that were millionaires, billionaires. Right. Elon Musk, mm-hmm. Portnoy, yep. Those guys are like keep buying. And they were just like, "Fuck these guys, yeah, get them." Well, importantly, it was going on all the networks, just, just basically highlighting the fact that these hedge fund people were, you know, scamming, scamming people for years. I'm not going to say it was really his his view wasn't scamming. I, it was more of how dare you change the rules in the middle of the game because yeah, it, it didn't they, it wasn't working to their advantage yeah that, that would be like you and I playing baseball together and so, you know normally the the the, the cachet is everybody's three strikes and you're out yeah. I'm gonna give you five <laughs> I'm gonna give you six what it's like no it doesn't happen that way yeah it, and that noise was me hitting my yeah he's yeah he's throwing hands up here in the speakeasy because I get to stand up I don't. Ha- I'm not relegated to sitting down like some other people I know. Shawnee, we're not going to name any. We're not going to name names. Well, he's already really heard about it. Well, uh, I'll just say this: you know who you are, and I'm on your side. I feel for you, brother. I know what. I, I do my best work on my feet. <laughs> All right, <laughs> NHL, dude. NHL has had some issues with COVID lately. You yeah. know, but a, a lot of. A lot of sports have been happening. Michigan is still on pause. They're still going to be on pause to the 18th of February. They, oh. they announced today. Wow. So um, they got that. The Pistons got a game that was canceled the other day because of a, a – it was a false positive. Yeah. But out of caution, they sure. canceled the game, which I'm – you know, I'm all for it. You got you have to. You got to be careful. The Devils are shutting down right now. They got 14 players on COVID protocol. Sabres added uh, Taylor Hall and Rasmus – 
I don't know his last name, but they did that. But I, you know what though, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm I'm loving the season so far, even though we're only about about two and a half, three weeks into it. Um, you know, my power ten rankings are the Lightning. The Lightning just they they just got done playing the Red Wings tonight. They just they just and uh, they abs- curb stomp the the freaking Red Wings. Two two goals and. Less than three minutes in the game. Oh, they had three goals, and they had Grice already out of the game. Ugh. The final score was 5-1. Five five one. Yeah. Surprised they got one. So, you know, the, the Lightning are just, I mean, you know, even though they don't even have Kucherov there. Yeah, their best player, but, who they won't have all year. But Stamkos is still a hell of a guy, and he's healthy, and he's very productive they're, right now. They're, I mean, the team that Stevie built. Come on. Oh, yeah, no. Come on, Iser plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all hail the Iser plan. Oh, boy. You know, the Golden Knights are my number two. Mark Stone, early favorite for the Hart Trophy. I'm, I'm a big believer on it. He's stacking points against some of the best teams in the league. Uh, th- Canadians, number three. The Canadians are unbelievable. Do we have right a now. Canadian listener that, um, a, a, a Canadian fan? I don't, I don't think the Habs man is a. Is a uh, a follower yet? But I'm going to work on it. Yeah, he needs he needs to get on board. But the Habs man might be that way. But we, I mean, we need to get him. Like, we need to get him on sing sing a song. Uh, Tyler Toffoli, man. He, I mean, yesterday his dangles are second to none. Uh, the Maple Leafs, the Maple Leafs are tearing it up offensively. The power play looks absolutely unbelievably lethal. The avalanche, avalanche. I th- uh, if, if I remember correctly, I read that they're going to be out with Nathan. They're going to be without Nathan McKinnon. Oh boy! So it's only time can tell on that. But they're still a deep team. Capitals, the cap. You know, the cap, even though the Capitals lost some of their their top guys, like Ovechkin was out for a while. Um, uh, who was the other guy? I want to say it was. Um, could snaps off. They were they were out because they had their own little hotel party going on oh, with no masks. Yes, so yeah, like that, they were in protocol. Yep. They're still tearing it up. Yep. Well, I mean, they got a good. They got depth. The Bruins. Uh, the Bruins are always solid, even though they don't have Chara. They don't have Chara or yeah. Terry Krug on the back end. They don't. I mean, they don't have those guys. They were still a pretty deep team going in. You got pasta. So. You know, he, they got. I think his first game was the other day. It did good. Um, our. Our friends over at the uh, Slapshot Sweethearts. Mm. Uh, I, I'm trying to think which one it is. I think, oh man, one of them is a huge Bruins fan. So shout out to the Bruins, Boston. Uh, with the Boston Bruins, a Boston fan would say, "Your hockey team is horrible." Yeah, here in Detroit. Uh, he can say he's. I can't find my khakis, but do you think he's saying I can't find my car keys? I was going to park the car and I heard on the radio uh, the Red Wings. Uh, what happened to them? Uh, they're horrible. The Flyers. The Flyers are still a dominant team. They looked good the other day when I watched them. And then the Blues. I mean, I, th- these teams right here, they're looking good. But you know what, though? I'll tell you right now, the other day I was watching it, and I know I'm an Oilers homer. I know I am. Oh, well, here we go. Why wait? Pasternak needed only 12 seconds to put a goal in for the Bruins. That's what I'm talking about. The big pasta. But let's get back. Oilers. The other night, McDavid and Dreisaitl accounted for 11 points. Dreisaitl had five assists. 
It's a special team. It's a special they gotta, team. You, you know what they're missing? A goalie. Yeah, well. They're missing a goalie. Well, hopefully. But, hey, don't worry. Ken Holland will fuck that up for him. <laughs> he certainly you he know, certainly did here. You know, and here's the thing is I, I, I'm on a like a, like a fan Facebook page of the Edmonton Oilers, and when they signed Ken Holland, those people were absolutely deep-throating Ken Holland. What they needed to do was go down to Dallas and pry Jimmy Nill out. Then they could have got excited because he was the architect of the 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 runs that the the, the wings had. Jimmy Devolano. Well, yeah, it started with him. It, and, De- and Jimmy Nill was uh, Devolano was the man. But definitely, uh, uh, he took credit for all all that with Ken Holland. But I, yeah, we were glad that he decided to um, gracefully leave. Yeah. Well, he, he really didn't have much choice. We're like, hey, we're going to hire Steve Eisman as the assistant. Well, they, By the way, you're gone next year. What did he do? He, he became like the president or the vice president, and that lasted not very long. No, not at and, all. And he like resigned. But Exactly. You know, and and I'm not trying to shit on Ken Holland. He, did, he had a, a number of years here, but I just don't think that he was a... He benefited from having an owner that just didn't give a Fuck about, about spending money. money. Oh, yeah. But Just it, win, baby. As soon as they put that clamp on of that salary cap, it was pretty much well, it. it. it then a GM had to do his work, and it didn't work. He, they got a cup the first year they did the salary cap. But hey, but listen, we were recipients of that greatness that they had. Oh, it was it was good I'm, times around hey, here. Hey, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bitching about it. I am not bitching about it at all. I, I loved every second that, of it. That's when uh, we really were hockey town now. Yeah, they can chip that off the ice. Yeah, now they put, now they take the ice. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's cryable. It is cryable. And you go down to that dumpster of an arena in Detroit, as I call the Pizza Palace. It just I was never a fan of Joe Lewis. I miss Joe Lewis. I'm sorry. The LCA have you, sucks. Have, have you have you watched the game there? I have. It's very uncomfortable. Were you in the upper bowl or the lower bowl? I was both. I've had the the luxury of sitting two rows from the top. And then I sat, uh, last season I sat uh, like 18th row in the corner. Um, sucks. Sucks. I'm not a... God forbid you get drunk because the steps are so steep oh, you go yeah. fall over. Oh, yeah. Just not good sight lines. Well, yeah, and, I don't... I don't you know, I like Joe Lewis. Yeah. Joe Lewis was a... The Palace was my favorite. I loved going to the Palace. For concerts. Well, I, I used to live right down the street from there and went to a lot of Piston games. That was fun times, but they were also winning. So yeah. which, which There's a difference, yeah. <laughs> that, that, if, if, that, they're get, if, they're get, if they're getting slapped around a little bit, it's not worth going. If the product was worthy, maybe I would like the arena, but screw that. Speaking of basketball, did you see a lady uh, <laughs> the other day with the old LeBron, the King James? Well, um, all I got to say is uh, I feel sorry for her husband, who – I might add, looked like he was about thirty years older than her. So she came out with a statement. Was it yesterday or today? How they're big fans and they're just passionate. Turns out she's a 
like an Instagram influencer, and she probably did that out of publicity. Probably. But she looked like an idiot. She sounded like an idiot, and I hope we never have to deal with people like that again. But I, I guess that kind of... But, you know, and the thing is with... with I don't care. Like, if I had all the money in the world and I had courtside seats... That just because I have those seats does not give me the right. Well, there's such a sense yell. of entitlement. D- d- but it, it still, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't give you the right. Well, if I was a millionaire, I'd be the most humble person in the world. What I want, I wouldn't know, be like, "Hey, I, I got courtside seats." Fuck you, LeBron. No, it just it's not happening. I'm gonna say, "Hey, hey, nice shot." What I want to know is, she claims he was talking to her husband. What was that exchange like? Like, what was he saying to her husband? He was probably saying, hey, hey motherfucker, shine my shoes after the game. <laughs> Get your shine box. Get your fucking shine box. Get your fucking box. shine box. But really, I mean. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. I just I just remember seeing a clip of, like, the husband just kind of, like, bowing his head like, ah, eh, boy, here we yeah. go. Kind of, kind of how I felt, you know, a few years ago in my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's for another pod. That's a a special two part pod. That, we, that, it's going to be more than a two part pod. That's going to be a whew. that you know that might be like a whole that might be a whole like mini series of different <laughs> we, ones because we, there's so much to go involved in that. We might to get uh, get a counselors involved with that episode. I don't know for sure. (laughs) We're going to have, we are definitely going to have to do that because I'm very intrigued and all that. You know what? And not only that though, fucking screech died, man. Kind of, kind of shocking. Dustin, you know what though? It came out, it came out like a couple weeks ago that he was in, he was in for treatment of, uh, Cancer. They didn't really say what cancer it was, but you knew it was bad when they just they you know if you know those who don't know you know stage four is the worst. Oh boy, yeah. You know, and I don't know if anybody here has ever gone through with somebody that had died of cancer. My father passed away from cancer. He got diagnosed when he was in stage four because I mean. Uh, and that's like one of those things where you you sit there and you think about it. Stage four is like the end of the end mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Yeah. So he got diagnosed with stage four. They didn't say it was lung cancer until he got. You had to play that song, didn't you? But you I know, was what? waiting for you to play. But you know, here's the thing that's here's the thing that's really messed up with him is. The people he was in that show with, they couldn't stand him. Right. Well, <laughs> I wonder if the porno he did was going to be worth <laughs> any money now. Uh, I'm going to guess he wasn't liked because, well, he, he wasn't the most attractive of the cast members. He was and, also the youngest of the cast during that show. Yeah, and, and I don't know. His, uh, his character was a bit annoying. I remember growing growing up, but that that show was always a staple. Get home from school and you know put on the TV, and there it was. Um, I gotta say that what was uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character? Unbelievable. She was, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, she was my favorite. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, there it was. There, there you was. go. But yeah, you know, she... you remember when? Um, oh, what the hell was her name? Her name was Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, yeah, when she did that showgirls. Movie. Yeah, she kind of stepped out, stepped out of her shell. Oh, yeah. oh, we, that was like uh, maybe if you had a sister that decided she was going to go into the gentleman's uh, ballet. <laughs> business yeah. working at Bogart's on Michigan oh, Avenue. Oh yeah, uh, it was like no, I, I. Oh, okay, she don't look too bad, but, ooh. but yeah, it was definitely a shocker to see, and it's like losing a schoolmate or something. He was forty four, and to die of lung cancer, that you know, at that age, it's you know, who knows what his lifestyle was like. Clearly, it was. Probably not all that positive because he decided to go down the porn route. But, but you know, the thing was is it, it was funny because I saw something. Actually, it was right before I came over to record the pod. David Spade was on Instagram, and David Spade was like, look. He's like, he was on, uh, what was it show he did with uh, Dickie? Uh, child star Dickie Roberts, whatever, child star, some shit like that. Whatever movie, David, David Spade. Spade. Yeah, Dickie, Ro- I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but he said, you know, he was on that show. It was good dude. He came in. He took care of business. He was, you know, he was a good guy and everything like that. But I think what it was, I think because he was in Saved by the Bell and he was Screech as a right. dork, right? he couldn't get jobs. Uh, he could he couldn't get any jobs well, because I mean, everybody was like, "Hey, play a play a dweeb." R- right? Yeah. But well, he had his. Um, and by the way, folks, let me go on record right now. It is a, a two to one ratio on beers between myself and the co-host. Well, I've gotten four down. He still has one and a half well, in front of him. Well, I don't hear it. Somebody is a professional drinker and. Apparently, uh, this guy right here, which, by the way, this guy is what I enjoyed at uh, the witch's hat last night. But, yeah, so I just think what he what happened with him is he struggled to to shake that that persona that he had from the Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I mean, I think that happens with a lot of a lot of actors. I mean, for me, one that sticks out the most was um, Kiefer Sutherland. I was a oh. big fan of 24. Love my favorite show of all time. Well, he decided to do a series after he uh, he always known as Jack, Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Oh, absolutely. He did a he did a show after 24. Um I'm going to say paused because I'm still holding out hope they're going to do another season or a movie. But he did a show on on Fox right after that called Touch. And it was just Jack Bauer who had a kid with special needs, and then he did that uh, designated survivor on ABC, and he's Jack Bauer, who's uh, now he's the president. I just I, I will only always see him as Jack Bauer. So I think a lot of actors, actresses, kind of get they get that role, and then everything they're on after that kind of fits that role. You don't ever shake that mantra. I don't care what you say. He'll always be known as Ace to me from Stand By Me. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Great movie. Meh. Great Meh. movie, by the way. But, eh. but no. you know, now here's the thing. Is Jack Bauer's greatest. But here's the thing I've been, talk- I've been thinking about in my own head. We haven't really been talking about it too much, but 
There's going to be a show if we're going to talk about movies. We're going to come into a a, a lull period of sports. <laughs> a stalemate here. of sports. I'll just say within the next week or two. No, no, no. Dude, we got we got baseball coming up soon. Well, I gotta I gotta put I gotta I gotta reach out to some people. Well, sure, but up my people, your peeps, kind of know somebody. But you know, there will be a couple of weeks where um, content will be a little dry. But so you know, we'll be drawing. But you know what though? Here's the thing: is so so you know we we are pretty much. Talk the most about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some guys who are very active in the sports card and memorabilia, and I've just made been made privy to this that it's a thing again, which I'm a bit shocked. Hey, get down in your basement and check your shit out. <laughs> they burned with the rest of the shit that was in the garage. Oh, boy. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to we're going to dive into that. Yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to have a couple guys here actually. We're going to have them here with us. Um I guess we're going to have to pick up some fireball and stuff like that, for oh, them, but we're going to get them here. Oh boy. Uh bur- bourbon for one guy, fireball for the other guy. Oh, well, we got a good bourbon selection here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So just just added the copper craft to the collection. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to have to uh we'll have to get them over here. I'm working on that right now. You know, we got our Super Bowl uh pod coming up on Sunday. Mm, we're going to we're going to get forward. it out Sunday. Um and then, you know, going forward after that, we're going to be looking at probably like a Saturday and Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, this will be our last Wednesday broadcast. We're going to turn into weekenders. Well, I mean, and here's the thing with that though is, you know, some of the things that I you know, maybe I'd like to try to do is maybe try to maybe try to squeeze a midweek small you know, thirty minute because sure. you know it. It, it, it kind of seems like you know. Like today we talked about the Stafford trade. Well, that happened on Saturday. We should have went on Sunday. And we yeah, should. We should have been an Sunday. emergency broadcast. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm all for that in certain circumstances, but and we don't necessarily have to be in the speakeasy studios. No. To broadcast. So no, I mean, we're it, it, we're we're rogue. Yeah. As as long as you got that roadcaster going, we're uh, we're live anywhere. We can do that. For sure. Be on the lookout for pop-up shows from time to time. We will always, always notify you via the Twitter machine, uh, at EasySpeakCast, uh, Facebook, the EasySpeak at Speakeasy330 fan page. Also, you can find us on the Instagram, at EasySpeakCast as well. So all the platforms, we will always give updates to what we're doing and also throw little polls and questions out there just to keep everybody engaged throughout the week and yeah, keep everybody sure. uh, apprised to what we're doing. For sure. Well, I, I think we got some exciting stuff coming up this weekend. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. I look forward to Sunday. Yeah, I really do. a lot to talk about. We're going to have a lot of characters yep. out here, that's for sure. And the more uh, the, the keg gets tapped into i think the better the talk uh, so for sure. you're definitely going to be up for a treat for sunday uh, you know look for it like like rich said look for it hopefully before kickoff so you guys can kind of get a get a feel where, where we're headed with our predictions but if not check it out after the game see if we were wrong see if we were right and make fun of us whatever <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so hit us up hey on that note good show i'll see you sunday we'll do it take care bye bye Bye-bye, some bitch.